Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, I'm Jerry. Welcome to Episode 7. Today's focus is dating questions. Shack up. You've kicked the tires. Now what? So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. This is episode seven. Bam. Right now, we're going to get started with the quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, love is primarily in the will, not in the emotions or the glands. The will is like the voice. The emotions are like the echo. The pleasure associated with love or what is today called sex is the frosting on the cake. Its purpose is to make us love the cake, not ignore it. The greatest illusion of lovers is to believe that the intensity of their sexual attraction is the guarantee of the perpetuity of their love. It is because of this failure to distinguish between the glandular and spiritual or between sex, which we have in common with animals and love, which we have in common with God, that marriages are so full of deception. What some people love is not a person, but the experience of being loved. The first is irreplaceable. The second is not. As soon as the glands cease to react with their pristine force, couples who identified emotionalism and love claim they no longer love one another. If such is the case, they never loved the other person in the first place. They only loved being loved, which is the highest form of egotism, end quote. Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, three to get married. So please remember to share this podcast with someone needing help in their marriage or relationship Rate this podcast if listening on iTunes. Subscribe to this podcast if listening on CatholicAlpha.com to get new episodes in your email today.
So now we're going to get started with Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day. And it's entitled The Cowardice of Men, the top 21 reasons men have caused the 2018 scandal in the Catholic Church and why we're not going to take it anymore. Boom. (laughs) So before I start, this will be, as I've said in the last six episodes, this will be a 21 episode series, which is one per show. Also understand that the infiltration of the Catholic Church with homosexuality and radical feminism, plus the watering down of the faith and the stripping away of the Latin mass was planned in order to what? Destroy the morality of those within the church, priests and laity, and is not the teachings of the Catholic Church. Why was this done? This was done to destroy three things. First, American patriotism, second, the American family, and third, the morality of America, which was mainly processed through the Catholic Church. Okay, and this was done in order that we would be susceptible to communism, because back in the 1930s, they saw that America wasn't falling for the game. So what they did, they had to devise a plan to get rid of the things that held us strong. And number one was morality. Number two was uh, was um, uh, the family. And number three was our strength, our strong sense of patriotism. And how did they do that? Number one in the family, they 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 instilled radical feminism or feminism, if you want to call it. And what that did was get the woman to get outside the home to go out and be selfish and take on her own career to work. And forget the kids. Basically, you can say however you want it. That's what happened. Women start neglecting their child. And once once they got them to do that, the rest of the family was easy. Okay. The other thing is uh, our morality. How do you destroy morality? Remember, sodomy. Sodomy um, and Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by God because of uh, homosexuality. So how do you destroy morality? You take that and you infiltrate the church with as many people who are not the way the church wants to be with feminists. And what you do is you take homosexuality and run it into the church and you destroy the priests, their morality, and you take feminism and you insert that into the church. And then you have a fight on two fronts from Satan. Okay, that is very important that we understand that. Okay, if you want more on what I just said on how the church has been infiltrated, um, how the family has been infiltrated, our morality in our country, listen to episode two where I go much more in depth. There's also another video on episode two. Also, many people want to bash or worse, leave the Catholic faith because of the current scandal. And that is complete craziness. You never leave the church. Why? Because Christ started the church. And if you leave the church, basically you're a Protestant. You're you are a traitor. You are you. You abandon Christ. OK. And I'm not dogging out Protestants. But what I'm saying is the ones that don't understand is not their fault, really. But we have to educate ourselves. The Catholic Church is the first church. That's where all the grace is. That's where Jesus Christ is. If you're not in the Catholic Church, you're not getting the graces that you should be getting. All right. So that's and leaving the church, leaving the Catholic Church or leaving Christ is 
exactly what the evil one wants you to do. Please remember that. It's very important that you do not because you do not leave the church because of men. Men are going to be who they are. But the teachings of the church, the dogma, the doctrine, the discipline and Christ in the Eucharist is in the church. You cannot leave it. You can't fight the church outside the church. You got to fight within. And when any evil infiltrates the church, we need men to step up and take on their roles as the protectors and defenders of um, our Lord's church. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Again, you can't change the church outside the church. This is me. This is not me talking. This is Christ talking. Do not be a Judas. Do not be a Luther. Bam. So let's get started with number seven of the top 21 reasons that men are responsible for the 2018 scandal in the Catholic Church. But first, let's review the first seven in episode one, which is was the first episode of Catholic Alpha Radical. Number one was refusal to accept our role as men. Number two was allow the men in the Catholic Church popes, cardinals, bishops, priests, deacons to water down the faith and not hold them accountable. Number three was they didn't fight for Christ during Vatican II. Number four, an unwillingness to sacrifice for Christ. Number five, men, they have nothing they are willing to die for. Number six, they have begun raising soft and selfish boys, a.k.a. wusses. So, before each number, I will read a quote directly from the document containing Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano's testimonial. Why? So that you can understand the gravity of what has taken place in the Catholic Church. And I will tell you right now, if it's happened in the Catholic Church, don't you think your little Protestant church is next? Okay, you have to, and, and, and I'm telling you right now, it's probably already in, I'm sure it's already in your, your Protestant church. And I mean, when I say small, the Catholic church has over 1 billion people. And I don't care if you have one of these little mega churches out here that got four, five, 10,000 people up in it. You are not 1 billion. And another thing is you, you're not 1 billion. You're just a smidgen, a minuscule. Okay. Luke Martin Luther did the reformation and split up the church. And so now you have all these 30 or 40,000 denominations of Christian denominations. We are not one. Christ is not Christ wanted. Christ didn't start 30,000 churches. Christ started a church, his body. And we need to start understanding that. So, and that's why I want you to, I'm going to read this quote because I want you to understand the gravity of the situation that's going on. So that you can speak out against the destruction of the family, destruction of Christ's church, speak out in your, in your, at your work, in your home, in your marriage, in your, in the society with your friends and all. We have to as men start speaking up. I'll also place a link to the full document, um, in the show notes so that you can read the full 11 page document. Um, as of today, as of this week, I think they've come out, uh, Cardinal, I'm sorry, Archbishop Vigano has come out with two other testimonial sheets. My matter of fact, my wife gave me one last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't got through the first 11 pages yet. And now he's come up with another one. 
So he's fighting the battle. And it's time for us as men. I don't care if you're a Protestant. I don't care if you're a Catholic. It's time for us to get up off our butts and fight back. We know what Christ teaches. Don't let somebody water you down and tell you, well, homosexuality is not evil or or uh, radical feminism is not evil and destruction of the family is not evil, that abortion is okay. Do not rationalize your passions. Stand up and fight because we've given these people 70, 60, 70, 80 years and their ways not working. Please understand what I'm trying to say. This is not trying to attack the human person of a homosexual. What we're trying to say is, and this is not trying to attack the human person who's getting an abortion. This is not what we're saying. We're saying is this is Christ is at, you have to be obedient because this is what Christ is asking us to do. Okay. And I know it's hard. It's very hard, especially as a man, because we want to do what we want to do. We don't want anything or any rules telling us what we can and can't do. But the problem is when you do things your own way, in essence, become your own God, your life is miserable. And and you don't know how to deal with, with, with the destruction inside your life, like the death of a loved one or the loss of all your money. First thing you want to do is get on top of a building and jump off the building and kill yourself when you lose your money. That's because you have no God. You have nowhere to lean to or turn to. Okay. So, like I said, I'm going to read uh, the next quote from um, Archbishop Vigano on his testimony concerning Cardinal McCarrick. Quote, in any case, what is certain is that Pope Benedict imposed the above canonical sanctions on McCarrick and that they were communicated to him by the apostolic nuncio in the United States, Pietro Sambi. Monsignor Jean-Francois Lethume, then first counselor of the nunciature in Washington in charge of the, the affairs after the unexpected death of Nuncio Sambi in Baltimore, told me when I arrived in Washington, and he is ready to testify to it, about a stormy conversation lasting over an hour that Nuncio Sambi had with Cardinal McCarrick, whom he had summoned to the nunciature. Monsignor Latium told me that the nuncio's voice could be heard all the way out in the corridor. Pope Benedict's same dispositions were then also communicated to me by the new prefect of the Congregation for Bishops, Cardinal Mark Willey. In November 2011, in a conversation before my departure for Washington and he, and were included among the instructions of the same congregation to the new nuncio, end quote. Now, before, and this is what I've been saying before, there are men that, are, that have been fighting this and fighting this in the Catholic faith. There are bishops and priests and cardinals that have been fighting this. But the problem is, which is one of my top 21, is that, you know, we waited too long. We sat on our laurels too long before we started fighting. So now the men in the church at that time, back in the 60s and 70s, 80s and 90s and, and the 2000s, they didn't stop what was going on. So the communists and the, the people, the modernists of the church wanted to infiltrate it and they waited too long to fight back. So the modernists, 
They, that's how all these changes started. That's how now you have, you know, the, the, the uh, 2001 scandal of when they, they were um, molested little boys. Now they're doing young men. It's not going to stop. Evil doesn't stop until you stop it. And that's what I'm saying. This is my whole point to this radical rant of these 21 episodes is because we have to stop sitting back, you know, and, and just watching life go by and watching all this evil happen and not say nothing to speak out. We have to stop thinking about ourselves. We have to start being beholden to Christ and God, because when you're beholden to God, man, none of you don't you you, you you're still you're still fearful and still scared. But God, you lean on God. You're doing this for God. You're sacrificing yourself for God. And I know it's a hard concept to go to do. It's called fortitude, man. Sacrificing, having the courage to sacrifice your life for Christ. It's hard, but we have to start doing it. We're behind. This is why the, the, the nuncio and and also Card um, Archbishop um, Vigano, they've been fighting it for years. But it's only a few of them, and they have no help. So when they do speak out, what do they do? They banish them to Siberia somewhere out in the in the boondock somewhere, so they can't be heard. Okay. So it's just um, it's sad. It's real sad. Anyway, realize these top 21 reasons are in no certain order as they feed upon one another. So what is the number seven reason men have caused the 2018 scandal in the Catholic Church? Number seven is we don't understand our mission and purpose as men, which is to protect, defend and serve. Who? God, our marriage, our wife, our family, and society. I truly believe that men today have no idea what their purpose in this life is. We go day to day distracted with our man toys, right? Anytime anyone brings up their morality or the true meaning of their lives, the conversation quickly changes. Why? Because no one wants to consider their life's end, their death, their mortality, that they're truly not mortal. And this is a buzz killer for men. But it shouldn't be, man. You know, speaking of your mortality should not be a buzz killer. You know why? Because you understand that this life, this pain and suffering is not it. And once you understand that this life is a test and that suffering is what you're supposed to be doing, suffering for God and for Christ, then you understand that your mission and what you're supposed to do. And why, when you have all these emotional feelings about, I don't love my wife anymore, I want to leave my kids or abandon my family, or I want to sleep with my girlfriend, or I want to live with her, you know, and, 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 and just use her up. I don't going to marry her. I'm not going to have any children with her. We start having these stupid and selfish thoughts, man. You realize that God, you lean on God to get guidance. And so why? Because when we consider our death, we immediately pose questions. When we consider our death, that's why it's, you know, I, I hear priests all the time say that we should continuously consider our mortality daily. Why? Because when you consider your death and your mortality, the, the, these there are certain questions that inevitably come up. One is, is there a God? Why am I here? What is the purpose of my suffering? 
Just like when a loved one dies, we consider our own mortality for what? When somebody dies, we sit there and go, oh, that's so sad. We're in we're at the funeral and stuff. And we consider our own mortality for what? Ten seconds. Then we move on to another toy or distraction. Look, it's good to consider death. It's just good. Why? Because it lets you know and it helps you seek the real purpose of, of your life. We begin to consider that this can't be all there is. Logic sets in because men, we deal in logic. Women, we deal in, they deal in emotional, emotion and nurturing. And, and the good, and the thing about it is, is feminism, feminism, femininity is not feminism. Femininity is a perfection, just like masculinity is a perfection. And when the Trinity created man, they created man, male and female, two perfect perfections of one of them and when you put the male and female together to become one flesh you get perfection this is why feminist feminazis who are who hate men and who don't want to uh, uh, submit to god their husbands or anything other than themselves and as they don't want to sacrifice what they do is they destroy the family and they are miserable Women who don't submit, if you look at them, they are miserable. Okay. Uh, next. Um, when logic sets in and the great men find the answers, not assume the answers, this is complete laziness. You have to consider your mortality and the great men, they go out and find the answers. They're not lazy. So to consider our mortality is a call to holiness a call to find God because ingrained in us in our nature is the calling to find God. And until we do, we're miserable. So, but what we do, most of us, we ignore the call of God, like the plague. Look, here is a man's mission in simple and easy terms to understand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you your mission, our mission as men. And it's, it's simple. It's simple. You know, and, and 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 you're gonna be mad because you weren't taught this before. You weren't taught this, and if you were taught this as a young boy, then you would understand throughout your whole life what this life is truly about. And what is that? It's a test. So here it is. This gives us a quick reference of we're supposed to, of of what we're supposed to do and why. Remember in Genesis. Now listen to this. Remember in Genesis, before there even was an Eve. God created Adam from dust. He then showed him the world and told him what? He is responsible for all things. And that's not a downgrade to women. What that is is somebody has to take responsibility, okay? We've let women take responsibility now for this country and for the family and for the church. And look where the church is right now. It's been infiltrated by evil. We've allowed women to take the Take hold in the family. And what do we have? No daddies around because they drove them all away. What do we have in the family? Mamas raising kids by themselves. Okay. What do we have in the workplace? Emotionalism, irrationalism, because women are, let's just be real. It's a nature thing. God set men and women up different. Women's prime purpose is the the, the education, not the education, but they, they take part in that as half. 
but the nurturing and the raising of children to send those souls back to God. The purpose of men is to go out and make a living and to do all the physical and hard and mentally tough stuff to drain them because men can't raise children properly by themselves and women can't either. But together, they make the perfect thing, like I said. Okay, we've got to really start to understand this. Like the other day, I'm listening to the to the radio and no, I'm I'm reading um something. And, you know, this 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 journalist is calling out, you know, he wants to write an article about stay at home dads. Now, look, that's some effeminate, emasculated stuff. You're going to send your woman out every day to work 18, 12 hours a day while your bus stays at home and watches the kids. That's complete emasculation. Now, there is a there is a substitute to that. And the substitute to that is if you are a man that works at home, that's different. You know, you will work at home. You bring in the bread working at home, you know, and then you're watching the kids like that. That's different. But if you playing this game, of we're going to reverse our roles and mama's going to be the one out getting wore down as a woman, being tired mentally every day. I don't care if she's a president of the United States. I don't care if she's a senator. I don't care if she's a doctor, a lawyer. I don't care if she works in a factory. It doesn't matter. When your woman goes out working every day, 8, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, getting it completely exhausted, you know, and then she comes home. And your butt, you've been, you know, washing clothes and, you know, uh, 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 cooking dinner and, you know, taking care of kids and all that kind of stuff. Man, that's completely effeminate, dude. That is not your job. That is not your role as a man. And you teaching them. He, there are people, men that do that. They're teaching their boys the complete wrong way. Now, most people are going to sit there and go, oh, Jerry, you know, that ain't right. If that's what they want to do, it ain't what they want to do. It's not the how I is set up, man. God sets things up in the natural order. And why? Because for the happiness of you, for the happiness of your wife, your girlfriend, for the happiness of your children, dude. And when you do things backwards your own way, you is saying, I'm God. I'm going to do it how I want to be. I'm going to be disobedient. And then you're going to go to hell. Because it's hard enough not to go to hell when you try and do things right. And so what do you do? You completely reverse society. You're going to be the little emasculated stay at home daddy. And really, and here's what other thing I'm saying. It's very, you know, raising children is completely the most important thing you can do besides create a great marriage. But I'm going to tell you what, you have to do it the proper way. You can't do what you want. You got to do what your family needs. And what they need is mama at home. Nurturing and raising and educating the kids while you take your butt out and get a job, get two jobs, three jobs if you have to. You know, and when and when and if you go ahead and do it the proper way and then when your kids grow up and get in a 16, 17, 18 years old. OK, then if your wife wants to go out and be a doctor, a lawyer and all that kind of stuff and have a career, that's great. But when you start having kids and you're married. You got to do things properly, man. I'm not going to say on that. Okay. Because I'll go on there for that all day long because, you know, when, when men don't stand up and be men, this is the reason why we have people in the Catholic church assaulting boys right now. We think it's just luck. It's not luck. It's not luck, man. 
It's the consequences of God pulling back his grace. When God pulls back his grace, that's when evil reigns, man. When y'all going to start understanding this? When you going to start understanding this, man? Anyway, so remember, God then showed Adam the world and told him he was responsible for all things. He was to name the animals, the fish, and given dominion over the earth, everything in his sight. This was God's way of telling Adam what? I give you responsibility over everything. He didn't give Eve responsibility over everything. He gave you responsibility over everything. And it's time for you to man up and assume your role as the man, as a man. And I don't mean strength and power. I mean mentally strength, your intellect, your spiritual power, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Because anybody can go out here and kick somebody's butt. That does not make you a man. You know, MMA, martial arts, and all that crazy mess, shooting up people and all that stuff, beating up people. That is not what a real man is. A real man, one of the things, prime things is he has, he controls his pleasures. Okay. So, so here it is. Here's what God told Adam. Genesis chapter one, verses 26 and 27. And he said, let us make man in our image and likeness and let him have a dominion over the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the air and the beasts and the whole earth and every creeping creature that moveth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image. Bam. That's it, Jude. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Protecting, defending and serving. That's your job. But with this comes responsibility. And I just said it to protect, defend and serve all creation. And this begins with you serving God first. Why? You have to put God first to keep you yourself on track, because when you don't serve God first, you, you're, you start in, in you start indulging in your passions, you know, and what are your passions? Pornography, um, uh, uh, wanting to mess around with other women, wanting to sleep with your girlfriend, not be married to her. Wanting to mistreat your girlfriend, want to go keep your girlfriend to go get another girlfriend. You know, um, as a as a husband, you know, you're not paying attention to your kids. You you only thinking about yourself. You watching sports and at the bar and the golf and fishing all the time. You're distracted. You know, these are your passions. You don't go to church. You just go when you want to, or you don't go at all. Okay, so. And this begins, like I said, with serving God, your marriage, your wife, your children. This is why being single leads to selfishness. You don't and never will have a clear purpose of your life. You protect your family. You defend your marriage and family from the evil one. You serve God, your wife and your children and society at large. Being single is hard. People try to act like being single is all that. It's not all that, man. It's not all that. You know it and I know it. I was single too. I hated it. Yeah, it's all cool when you're out there perpetrating like you the man, but then you got to go home at night. You know, then you sleep with all these different girls and then you really don't love any of them. Then you, you go to sleep at night with the demons start talking to you. You wake up in the morning by yourself. You eat dinner by yourself. You by yourself. So what do you do? You say, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to go out and get me a woman and I'm going to move in with her. So I'm not by myself all the time. But then what happens? Nothing ever really goes right. You're never really happy. She's never really happy. Why? Because she knows you're not all in, dude. If you don't ask a woman to marry you, 
She knows instinctively that you are not all in. So what does she do? She becomes clinging. She becomes a nagger. She's always keeping track on you. Okay. Why? Because women consistently need affirmation that they are the one. And you can't, she can't be the one if you ain't married to her. She don't have that rock on her finger. She's not having babies and raising those babies. And she's not near God and Christ. I'm just telling you. I'm know what I'm I'm just telling you. <laughs> so um it's difficult, but I truly believe if I had grown up knowing this simple purpose and mission for my life, things would have turned out a lot better. And I'm telling you this, man. I, I didn't know when I was growing up. I didn't really know. I mean, my father was was a cool, tough dude, you know, but he really didn't teach me. He taught me what he knew about being a man, but that didn't include God or nothing. That include a that didn't include a mission or a purpose. So for my life, for so when I got to be 18, you know, I got to be, you know, 14, 15, 16, 13, I'm having sex, man. Cause I'm thinking that's what a man's supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be trying to get as much fun as I can. But what I found out is that really ain't fun. Especially when you look back on it and see how bad and how, how you treated women and how you treated other people, man. It's not fun. And I feel bad about that. You know, I really do. But if I would have had my mission ingrained in me, you know, with the Catholic Church and the the, the catechism of the, the Baltimore catechism, I learned the faith. I learned about Christ and not the the weak Christ that people try to portray, but the strong, masculine, you know, warrior Christ. That's the that's the kind of, that's the Christ we the men need. OK. And my mission of listen, God has charged me as this young 16 year old, 17 year old man. 18 year old boy has a man has charged me with the responsibility of the caretaker of this world. Do you understand the gravity of my of my thinking at that point? If I'd have known that from the time I was five at the age of reason, which is seven, the age of reason at seven, if I don't been ingrained in me, if my father would ingrain that in me about I, this world's a test, that suffering is a good thing. But that's what my mission is supposed to be. I'm supposed to protect women and serve God and serve and serve humanity. Not ever consider myself. Do you understand the changes in my life that would have been? Man, come on, baby. Bam. So there is a great video on YouTube by Father Chad Ripperger called How to Raise a Man that explains this in complete detail. And I'm placing that in the show notes. Every man. And every boy should listen to this because it explains in detail how us as parents or you as a man can raise your son and what it means and what it can do for him and how it would change your family and his family and your and his family's family. Okay. Again, this day on earth is a test of obedience, love, devotion, suffering and sacrifice for God. You have to understand that sacrifice, this is about sacrifice. And I was reading in um, Imitation of Christ the other day. That's that's a, a, a Catholic spiritual book, a spiritual reading. It's called The Imitation of Christ. It's another thing every man should be reading. But it talked about suffering and that suffering is a great thing. Why? Because it's God's way of telling you that that's what your soul needs for holiness, for virtue, to make it to heaven. God gives your soul trials for a reason. It is so that 
you know, bad things happen in your life. For one thing, the, the first thing bad things happen in your life for is to teach you that you're not God and to teach you that there is a God and to teach you that you need to lean on God because without him, you, you really nothing. You're a creature. I mean, you're a creature, but you are the, you gotta remember you're the greatest creature, but man, we can't be happy with that. We gotta, we gotta be our own God. We gotta be, and, and what, and think of all the misery you go through thinking you're your own God. You know, that when you, I say you're your own God, that means you don't listen to anybody basically but yourself, only when it has to, only when it helps you. You don't know, understand that there's a creator of the universe. You don't understand that, that Christ was God. He came and did miracles and his job was to, to, um, you know, to redeem you, you and your family and all the other men in the world and, and women, you know. And really, he is the creator of the natural law, the Ten Commandments, which is helps you live a life of virtue and holiness to create great children, to create a great family for generations and generations. And if you don't understand that and don't start to understand it, I know a lot of things I say are a little in depth, man, but that's what we need today. We need to start thinking about in depth stuff because we don't we don't ever stop. We, we always want to play around, play around all the dang on time, play, 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 want to feel good and all that stuff, man, that stuff does not, how, tell me this, when you feel good all the time, how do you improve, how does your life improve, how do you prove as, improve as a man, how do you, how does your inner spiritual life grow, you know, where does feeling good lead you, think about this, man, you only, you only start to grow as a man and start to grow as a human person when you have adversity, when you suffer, when you sacrifice. But then you, it's, once you get that, that's, that's the, that's the low, low stuff. But then when you understand that your suffering and sacrifice has meaning through Christ, who takes your suffering and spreads to other people over the world, the entire planet that need you, that need your suffering, that need help. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't get I can't get down with the atheist thing no more. I can't get I can't get down with the with the um you know people that don't insert God into their lives because those people people that don't have God in their life, man, they empty, dude. They empty. They're only living for today. They're gonna get a hundred years old. They're gonna die, and you know they think that they think that they're going that that there's a happy place. No, baby, <laughs> they no happy place when you your own God your whole life. If you got, then when you die, you should be creating your own heaven and creating your own paradise, huh? Yeah, right. Anyway, so again, this day on earth is a test of obedience, love, devotion, suffering, and sacrifice for God to seek him above all else, to desire his presence before all else. It's completely difficult, a challenge and a complete test of failure or success for your life. The leaders of the Catholic Church and the men in the pews have completely been distracted with toys, pleasure, aloofness, and ambition. And that's what upsets me about priests these days. They have too much ambition. Ambition is a is a is a great is, is part of pride and, and, and it's it's pride's number one sin, man. And when priests have to go out and make money, when they're 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 having you know their goal is to have ambition and have its great 
career and extend and all that stuff, then they forget about serving. And I'm not saying all priests, but man, look at the look at what's going on. We think that 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 homosexual priests just came into the church, they started abusing all the boys, and then this is what we got. That's not how it works, man. It's a complete destruction slowly, slowly over time. You know, it's a time thing, man. It's a time thing. Think evil, Satan never works quick. Like we think 9-11 was quick. You know, they just thought of this plan two days ago. Well, we're gonna bomb, we're gonna run planes into the into the um we're gonna run planes into the towers. And we're gonna do this in two days. Yeah, but that's what we're gonna do. Man, you know how long they planned that? How if how long what had to happen in America or lackadaisical attitudes for that to even happen? Would that have happened? You know, you got to ask ourselves, would, would we have allowed that to happen 50 or 60 or 80 years ago, 100 years ago? Would we? Hmm. The leaders of the Catholic Church and the men in the pews, like I said, have completely been distracted with toys, pleasure, aloofness, and ambition. Some priests and bishop, some priests and bishops know this mission. A lot of priests know this mission. They know what the, the mission I just explained to you about Adam being responsible for the world. A lot of them know that, but most of them choose to ignore it and, and deny it. Why? Because it's hard. Priests are men too. Bishops are men too. Popes are men too. They have passions. They have, they, they, they're part of the fall. And I love priests and I respect them. I've respected them priests my whole life, even when I wasn't Catholic. But I understand they're men, too, and they need our prayers. They really do. And if you're not praying for your priest, your religious man, you just give them over to the devil. OK, some and others embrace, teach it and live it. Others embrace the mission, teach the mission and live the mission. And those are the priests that keep me hanging on. Those are the ones I aspire to be like. And it's hard. It's hard for them. It's hard for me. And it's hard. It's supposed to be hard because if it's not, if it wasn't hard, then everything would be easy. Would you appreciate it? <laughs> so what are you going to do, my friend? Will you embrace your true mission or continue to deny your true purpose? This in the end is a conversation between you and the Holy Spirit. Ha. <laughs> So, what do you think? Send your questions and comments to RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. Send your questions or comments to RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. Again, please remember... To share this podcast with someone needing help in their marriage relationship, rate this podcast if listening on iTunes. Subscribe to this podcast if listening on CatholicAlpha.com to get new episodes in your email. Our next segment is called 
the wuss or warrior alpha courting tip for the single boys. All of the single boys, all of the single boys, all of the single boys. <laughs> so, the wuss or warrior Catholic alpha courting tip of the day. Question. How does shacking up with your girlfriend damage her soul? And why does it even matter if she agrees? Ooh, everybody's going to turn my podcast off now. Everybody's going to turn my podcast off now because I'm hitting home with that one, ain't it? Hey, why can't I just get it if she giving it to me? Why? If she wants to move in with me, why shouldn't I let her? You know why you shouldn't let her? Because you're the one in charge. You're one held responsible. You're the one God placed ahead. You had to control yourself. That's what a man is. You control your pleasures. You do what the woman, what she needs, not what she wants to make her happy. Okay. So there are, I listed five reasons for this question. How does shacking up with your girlfriend damage her soul? And why does it even matter if she agreed? Okay. Number one, you are the man and called to protect, defend, and serve. That's what I just said. I got a little ahead of myself. Remember, protect, defend, and serve. Your job is to defend your girlfriend and you're against evil, dude. You are her protector. How do you protect her? You protect her from your butt. You protect her from you, from your passions, from your brokenness. You protect her from you. And if you don't protect her from you, then what's going to happen? You're going to misuse her. You're going to take her soul and damage her soul, man. Anytime you have sex with a woman, especially a single woman, you enter into her being, into her soul, man. You spread chemicals inside of her that makes her completely dependent on you. She can't be without you. Especially if you give her an orgasm. I know I said it, but that's the truth. Once you give a woman an orgasm, you are bonded to her for life. And what happens is when you dump her and you don't marry her and you put her out there with to find another dude, you are one fair relationship. And that's a wall that she's built up on because of you. And then y'all wonder, you you boys out here, you men out there, so-called men out there, then you wonder why women feminists hate you. They hate you because you can't control yourself. You use them and abuse them. And you go, well, she wanted to have sex. Man, just because, just because uh uh you know, you try to lose a hundred pounds, and just because there's a piece of cake right there, do you does that mean you gotta take it? Come on, son. This is this is real life out here. Everything you do has consequences. That's why it's called the natural law, the Ten Commandments. It's ingrained in us. When you break one of those laws that God has set up to make your life happy, you cause chaos. And that ripple goes all the way throughout time. And I'm telling you, because I did it, too. I slept with girls in high school, slept with girls when I was a kid, slept with girls when I was a young man. I did it. And I'm telling you, man, it destroys a woman's life. It destroys her inner self-being. And it's time for us to take responsibility for what we're doing. And then you wonder why they hate us. You wonder why women hate us. They hate us because we can't keep our word on nothing. We lazy. We aloof. We don't man up. And then we have sex with them. Then make them go out there and do all the work. Make them go up and take responsibility for everything. 
why you think Nancy Pelosi and and Hillary Clinton and what's that what's that darn uh black lady's name in um California that's the uh that's the that's the senator or something? Why you think these women are taking control, try to take control of everything? Because they know our punk butt ain't gonna do it. Somebody's got to. Why do you think they've taken control of the church and the Catholic Church and stuff? All these emotion stuff around. Because we ain't doing nothing. We sitting back with our hands crossed in the pews and stuff. We don't do nothing. They feel they got to do it. And they're right. Because we ain't doing nothing. Number two. If you don't desire to marry or love her enough, man up and let her go. Look, man. You're a young man out here and you looking around and you seeing all the all the Tupacs and the Biggies and the and the, uh you know, all the rappers and stuff, you know, the M&Ms and all them dudes. And I know I'm didn't talk a little far back, but it don't matter all the same. You're looking to see what they doing. You thinking that's what a man is, dude. You thinking that's how I treat a woman. You know, that's what I do. I'm trying to sleep with her as many as I can. And then when you are a virgin, a lot of you guys, a lot of guys are virgins and they should be proud of that. But what do you do when you're a virgin? Everybody tease you, calls you a little punk. Oh, man, you a little punk, man. You ain't nothing, man. You ain't cool, man. You, you ain't had sex yet, man. You 15 and you ain't had sex with no girl yet. Man, are you out of your mind? If you want to be Superman, you got to act like Superman. And you know what Superman does? Superman controls himself. Superman has courage, patience, humility, meekness, fortitude. That's what that's what Superman has. What do you got? How special are you? If you if you act like everybody else and do what everybody else does, how are you special? Huh? If you don't love the woman enough to marry her, let her go, man. Don't use her up. Don't don't let her beauty fade. Don't be with her for five, three, five, two, ten years and 20 years and stuff and don't marry her. Or you don't marry, live with her, give her all these kids, and then all of a sudden you leave. You know why you do that? That's why you don't marry. Because you know anytime, everybody knows <laughs> whether they say it or not. When you don't marry somebody, basically that is, you know you can leave anytime you want. You don't have no strings because I'm a man and I don't have no strings. I got I can't be tied down, man. I got things to do, people to meet, things to see, people to see, places to go. You know, I, I can't be letting no woman hand me down. See, that's what the real deal is, man. See, I know the deal, brother, because I was there with you. I was there with you. I know how you think. I'm going to tell you right now, man, it's all completely wrong, man. You are damaging. You, you have to look at a woman as a soul, not a body. And when you look at it like that, man, that somebody that is a creation of God, that's beautiful in God's eyes, that should be held up on a pedestal, then, man, you you it'd be hard for you to not be a man of courage. And that's what true man does, man. He's a protector. He stands up. He protects a woman. He may even when she's a feminist and she's crazy, she's a feminazi. You know what you still do? You still open the door for whether she wants you to or not. You still say please and thank you to her whether she wants you to or not. You still put her on the pedestal whether she wants you to or not. Because you know why? Because she was meant to be that. She was placed there by God and she should be placed there by you. Number three. 
You are using up the qualities that God has given her to attract her heavenly mate Married for marriage, beauty, youth, and vitality. When you waste her time, you destroy that. Years are horrible to women. Okay, look, dude. In this book, it's called The Seven Big Myths About Marriage by Dr. Christopher Kayser. And I'll put this book in the um in the uh in the show notes. But it tells us about the seven big myths about marriage, and it starts to explain how living together is crappy and how basically you know, you live with a woman and people live together. Once a woman that you, you know, you're together, you don't ever want to split up. You live together with somebody for, for six months or a year and you go, man, why the heck did I do that? So then what happens? She wants to leave and you want to leave, but you don't want to do it because you'd invested a year or two years or three years. So it becomes a convenience thing. Does that any of that sound familiar? That's why you don't have sex with somebody first. That's why you don't live with somebody first. That's why you don't try it out. You know why? Because if you knew how to make love in the first place, you wouldn't have to try it out. Because as a man, if you knew what you was doing as a man in the bedroom anyway, then you would have to try it out because you knew it. You know it's going to be all right no matter what you do. Okay? That's another podcast for another show. But we're going to talk about sex a lot because we are completely warped when it comes to sex. There's no guidance around. We don't put God in sex in our bedrooms, and that's a problem. Okay? So the book talks about, you know, there are things that attract men for marriage to women, and that attracts women to marriage for men. And we're not going to go into the men. We're going to just go to the women. That's all I got time for. But basically what it is is women are 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 given certain beauties and things to attract them to a mate, to a man, so a man will ask him to marry him. Why? Because marriage is the core and the foundation of the universe, dude. Without the family, there is no, you know, it's the breakdown of your country, of your society. It's, 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 it's crazy. So that's why women are given special gifts. They're given beauty. They're given vitality. You know, they're given youth. Those things are what attract a man. Now, whether you and I'm not and I don't care if a woman's ugly or she's really pretty in the face. There's always if you think a woman's ugly, there's another man out there that thinks she's beautiful. If you think a woman is beautiful, there's another man out there that thinks she's ugly. We're not talking about really like that. What I'm saying is women are given special gifts. And when you that's why you attracted to her. That's why you're living with her, because she's to you. She's beautiful to you. She has qualities and virtues that you love. She makes you want to be a better man. Well, if she makes you want to be a better man, marry that girl. You know why? Because when you get tired of her and dump her into the sewers of the inner cities, then what other dude's going to come and want her? Some other dude's going to come after you didn't spend five years of her life, wasted five years of her life. See, women, you can't waste their time. You can't waste their time because time is horrible to women. If a woman, you know, she starts out beautiful in 10 years, man, she five years, she looks different. She might still be pretty, but the wrinkles start coming. Her vitality starts to go away. Her youth starts to fade. Yeah, when you when you met her, she was 20. Now she's 25. Five years from now, now she's 30. So you dump her at 30 after you wasted 10 years of her life. Now 
She goes try to find another dude and she sleeps with him. Now that's her fault. Now I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. I know we all have our faults. Men have their faults. Women have their faults. But we ain't talking about women right now. This is the Catholic Alpha Radical for Men show. This ain't the Catholic Alpha Radical for her show. Okay? So what you got to understand is men, when you use up a woman, you just spend 10 years of her life, 10 years of her life. Now another dude comes along. Now she's so hurt and distraught and has so many walls built up she is a pain for him so after a year or two he don't want her either because she's got all these walls and 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 hidden inhibitions built up because from you and then now she's got them from him and then now so when is a man in her life gonna control himself when is he gonna protect her when is somebody gonna come along to this beautiful woman this soul that god's given to this earth and protect her. That's your job. Okay. Number four, remember God set things up ordered towards the procreation education of children in order that you return those souls to him as saints to live with him in the beatific vision for eternity. See, man, you, you, you do what makes a woman, what a woman needs to make her happy. You don't do what she wants to make her happy and what you want to make her happy. And that's why you have to understand the Christian faith. I'm just sorry, because then you'll start to understand. If you want a woman that's devoted to you, if you want a woman that's that's going to serve you and be your helpmate and be your life partner and and be your one flesh, you've got to learn what she needs as a woman to make her want to be that for you. Because if you don't, you're going to get feminazis. And you know what feminazis do? They don't submit. They make your life horrible. They make their lives horrible. They're miserable. And they're going to make you miserable. Until somebody mans up and tames them, they're going to keep pushing because feminism is, feminazism is evil. It's diabolical because its main purpose is to destroy the family. And they're doing a damn good job of it, aren't they? Yeah. Number five. Love, companionship, and the union of couples is a distant third to this. Remember, what's marriage for? Marriage is for the education and procreation of children. The husband and wife loving each other is a distant third. Our job is to be fruitful and multiply. And I know you don't want to hear that, but that's the truth. Be fruitful and multiply and send those souls back to God as saints. Because God created us as creatures, as human persons, to spend eternity with him in the beatific vision. The problem is we get to choose. Do we want hell or we want heaven? Do you want eternity in hell or you want eternity in heaven? It's up to you. And that's why you have to understand children, marriage is to are on loan to you. When you have a child, he's on loan. God has let you participate in the creation, in the godly act of creation. And so if you misuse that by sleeping with a girl and trying to have pleasure in sex when you're not married, because sex is a godly act. It's made, it's a, it's a participation in the creation. It's made for, it's made for the married. That's why. So when you have sex outside of marriage, it's disordered. I did it too. Men's of men do it. And I'm sorry, but it's the truth. 
And until we man up and understand our mission is to protect, defend, and serve, we will never be happy as men until we give our life away, till we suffer and sacrifice for Christ. Which means if you suffer and sacrifice for Christ, you're suffering and sacrificing for your girlfriend. You, sac- you, 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 you suffer and sacrifice for her when you marry her. You suffer and sacrifice for your wife. You suffer and sacrifice for your children. And you suffer and sacrifice for society. It can never be about you. And, and as long as it is, you will never be happy. Never. You'll never be a man. And you'll always, always, you'll always have demons visit you at night because you'll never be happy or fulfilled or have a purpose in your life. You know how I know? Because I was there and I know tens of hundreds of men that were there, too, and still are. So what do you think, man? (laughs) That was the Wuss a Warrior Alpha Courting Tip. Of the day, send your questions or comments to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. Send your questions or comments to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com. So now, in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, quote, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you, Christian soldier, for listening in today. Remember, Catholic Alpha Radical is designed to repair, ignite, and once again spark the fire back into your marriage or relationship. So, what's your next action step? One, share this podcast with someone needing help in their marriage or relationship. Two, rate this podcast if listening on iTunes. Three, subscribe to this podcast if listening on CatholicAlpha.com to get new episodes in your email now.